Welcome to Oh My Stars, a music astrology podcast. And we're here to draw connections between astrology and the music people love. I'm Amy. And I'm Stefan. And today we're welcoming musician Lucia Arias, who plays in the bands Anna Altman and Turnip King, to the podcast. Greetings, Lucia. Welcome. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you for having me. Of course. On this beautiful Tuesday night. Oh my god, <laughs> the heat. How are we feeling? It's hot out there. It is. It's a hot one. I think mm-hmm. it's like the dog. This is like dog days of summer status. Yeah. Leo season starts later this week. Yes. I, I'm aware of that. And I thought it's appropriate that we would have a Leo to talk to. Oh, this fair. Week. <laughs> but we didn't, cool. we didn't really plan it like to align that way. Mm, true. It's just things, how things happen. <laughs> Yeah, and a fun fact as well, um, we kind of have looked at the whole Zodiac wheel and said, like, oh, who haven't we had on in terms of, like, sun signs? And Leo was definitely one that somehow had evaded us until now. So you're our first Leo on the pod, too. That's so wild. It's truly an honor. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, to be a little stereotypical, it's kind of surprising, right? Like, you would think more Leos would be like, pick me! <laughs> For sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Leo sun and moon, so double Leo. Oh, yeah. And uh, Pisces rising. Okay. Nice. Ooh, which, yeah. <laughs> Got a little yeah. bit of that water in there. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to share, like, an, an anecdote of how I first became aware of you as a musician. Uh, cool. So, Okay. Um, I saw you perform in 2017 at Baby's All Right as Anna Altman. Mm-hmm. And I think you, yeah, you were opening for a band. Um, I don't even know if they like still make music. Uh, Tall Friend. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't think they're making music anymore. Yeah. But they're, they're a dope band. Yeah, I really, it was a good show. Everybody sounded really good. Um, but the, yeah, I was there with a the guy who invited me and hadn't heard of any of the bands beforehand. Um, so I thought your name was Anna Altman, like when I was in the crowd and like referred to you as such to him. And he was like, oh, no, that's not her name. And I felt like really uncool. <laughs> we get lots of we get lots of emails like that. Like, hey, Anna. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I never I never correct it, but I, I'll like respond back. And at the end, I'll just be like, best Lucia. <laughs> but, I mean, you could argue that's kind of like a St. Vincent thing. Like, uh, true. This is Annie Clark. So. Yeah, like when we were coming up with names for, when I was trying to figure out a name for this project, I thought, you know, I don't want to name it after myself. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, Annie Clark, St. Vincent, you have like that moniker. Figured, you know, try something like that. It's more comfortable than settling in with my own name. (laughs) Not very very Leo-like, but. (laughs) Um, So I guess what is the status of um, Anna Altman and Turnip King at the moment? Oh, so we are all, so Turnip King has an album that's been baking for the past, like, I don't know, I would even, I would say like five years. Um, It's like all older material. um, And we're just like trying to figure out the right time to put it out. And it's going to be really fun once that comes out and to relearn all those songs um, that we used to like tour heavily with. Um, So Turnip King is still around. We're just laying very, very low. And Anna Altman is also still around. Um, we're just uh, also kind of thinking about how we want to reconfigure our lineup. Because um, currently it's a two-piece. It's myself and uh, my friend Christian. Um, Christian Ballard, who also plays drums in Turnip King. 
And um, we have an album that's got, you know, it's a massive album. It's got like 20 something songs on there and we're going to put that out and it's all like mastered and uh, kind of just like waiting for the right time and the right method to do that. But there are songs that I'm really, really proud of and can't wait for them to come out. So that's very exciting for me. Yeah, I'm excited to to hear. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That's two things to look forward to then. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think uh, when, when we've been talking, we've discussed how you first encountered astrology. So can you talk about that a bit? Sure. Yeah. I think it kind of started, I, I gained more interest in astrology my freshman year of college which was, I would say, like around 2011, 2012. I started, like, made lots of new friends with some, you know, people. I, we became friends, like, online through, like, Facebook, through mutual friends and uh, just, like, a bunch of friends who were making music in Philly and making music in uh, Western Mass and in Boston and Alston and those places. Um, and we kind of met online, and we're all talking in, like, these crazy group chats, and, you know, one of my friends, uh, Alyssa, she would talk a lot about this astrologer, Chani Nicholas, and her website at the time. This is, like, before she launched her app. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to mention the app, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chani it's, app. it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Chani app. Um, but, yeah, we, w- we would just, like, go on her website and, you know, look up horoscopes and, like, look up, you know, astrological forecasts for the upcoming weeks and months. And like try to follow transits through her website. And that's kind of like what got me interested in it. And I figured, you know, diving into astrology and like really dissecting different aspects in people's charts, you kind of gain more empathy for people uh, with that respect. And so it really helped me cultivate like empathy and understanding for people who maybe I would have been more quick to judge or quick to like shut out so that was that was kind of it for me nice yeah is there a app now that is kind of like or website like these days that is kind of like your go-to when you're when you're looking into astrology my favorites um will definitely have like stuck with Chani for like I guess like it's been like 10 years now that I think about it. Um, so definitely her website and her app, um, I think are fantastic. Um, there's also, um, a podcast that I love that my really good friend Dana introduced me to called ghost of a podcast, um, which you can stream, uh, I believe on Spotify. Um, and you can subscribe to her Patreon, but it's, uh, run by this astrologer named Jessica Lignato. Uh, she's incredible. Um, also kind of within the same vein as, uh, as Chani. Uh, and also Chris Brennan's, um, the astrology podcast, which I love. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, Chris was, is awesome. that was the first, first one when I was starting to get into it that I listened to. And I mean, he lucked out with just the SEO there. Cause I was just like, I don't know, astrology podcast. Let's see what comes up. It's like, boom, right there. So yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah. was the first one I checked out for sure. But he's great. And like, you know, on his YouTube channel, lots of content and always being replenished. Lots of juicy content for sure. Love to get him on here one day. That would be that would be a cool guest. Yeah, he's he's got like a Scorpio stellium or something nutty like that, I think. That makes sense. He's kind of intense when he talks sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, but in a good way. 
Chris, if mm-hmm. by some miracle you're listening to this, I, I only meant that out of love. <laughs> um, I also wanted to just ask you, um, are, are you currently um, studying astrology in like a more formal way? Is that right? In a formal way? No. I, th- I think, I don't know, it's hard because like it can become kind of gatekeepy in many ways. It's also very subjective, which makes it kind of, uh, it's also very pop culture-y. So it's kind of like everyone's putting, getting, you know, their their paws wet with, with figuring out more about astrology. But I kind of just like try to keep up through the podcasts, through doing the research, through figuring, uh, mostly figuring out uh, transits for the upcoming weeks. Because that is kind of how I align myself and prepare myself for, you know, whatever emotional mental blockages or turmoil that I kind of want to brace myself before I, you know, before it it hits like for retrogrades and, you know, like the shadow period leading into retrogrades and also shadow periods coming out of retrogrades and kind of being aware of that helps you be prepared in a way that you don't know, you don't want to be taken by surprise. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, just for, for any listeners out there, if you're unsure of kind of what, transit means i mean you did basically just explain it but like i guess a more different explanation is just like the ongoing movement of the planets in contrast to their positions at your birth or you know when some other notable event occurred Mm -hmm. it's not something we always necessarily get into on this show but i think that's definitely a cool thing you know for for anyone that's like looking to like just get into it more on their own and look at kind of what what might be happening and how that could affect you um that's definitely a cool thing to be aware of speaking of like other stuff that you know and for the record you know if you haven't listened to the show before we normally are always talking about the big three you know sun moon rising this week we thought it would be fun to also bring up uh midheaven and was that amy i think you were telling me might be inspired by actually a conversation you were having with lucia's uh, oh yeah correct? yeah when we first met we were talking about astrology and she brought to my attention the midheaven as like maybe as being just as deserving as like the top three get in the spotlight yeah i wish i knew more about like midheaven placement i know my midheaven is in sagittarius it's kind of like if you look at the picture of like your birth chart you know like um if you look directly at top at the top of your chart whatever sign that is in that is that's where your midheaven is or like medium coeli i think is like right mc and that's and i have like another page pulled up here but yeah it's like basically the most visible achievements in the eyes of society so it's like our public face instead of you know our more personal face like our ascendant way to show us to be and it's yeah so like it's very closely related to your career mm-hmm. and you said yours is in Sagittarius um mine is in Sagittarius so I guess what what does that mean to you <laughs> you know what that I definitely have to do a, a deeper dive but I was looking at shortly before we started doing testing for the for the podcast um or testing levels I was looking at birth charts of people with Midheaven and Sagittarius, and I found Courtney Kardashian. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, John Stamos. <laughs> okay. Uncle Jesse. okay, Uncle Jesse. We've got a little uh, Adam Driver in the mix. Yes, love that. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely stand. Mm-hmm. We got some Shia LaBeouf, which is interesting. Okay, don't don't, know don't stand that. that as much, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can forget I said that. <laughs> Maybe he's something else. But but yeah, Morgan Morgan Freeman. Okay. Um. So there's there are some some famous Sag Midheaven people. Yeah. I'm also just looking on um on on instyle.com a reliable source for astrology has a um has a cool article on midheavens i was actually looking at it earlier today too just to double check um some of my knowledge and uh it looks like for for sad midheaven they're saying um you know you're and this also i think you know lends itself to stereotypical traits of, of just Sagittarius in general, but, you know, you're full of wanderlust and, wanderlust and crave knowledge and eye-opening experiences at every turn. Um, you're mm-hmm. innately gleeful when you're on center stage, expressing yourself through humor and sharing your opinions. Right, because you have, like, that fiery aspect, too. And it's, you know, Sagittarius is also, like, a planet that's ruled by Jupiter, so you have, it's, like, the planet of abundance, right. so it's, like, more and lavish and, you know, that type of vibe. Yeah, so, like, maybe, you know, through exp- uh, professional experiences or jobs, you, you know, are looking to learn and grow perpetually as as those, you know, as your roles are continuing or something like that. For sure. I think that also makes sense, too, with the fact uh, that combined with the fact that, um, you know, you're a double Leo being, you know, the front person, uh, musically, you know, that, that lends itself. Yeah. And also like Leo sun and moon, I believe I have a, um, a smaller stellium in like the sixth house, like the house of service. So when you go back to like work and stuff like that, definitely very like service oriented, very, yeah, dedicated to service, for sure, I would say. Love love a little work. And I guess that also just kind of leads right into, um, we always just like to ask people, you know, in terms of your big three, do those, you know, make sense to you? Do, is there anything, you know, among those signs that you don't relate to as much? Or when, you know, you kind of look at Leo, Leo, Pisces rising, that kind of all adds up for you? Or I would say, for the most part, yeah, it does make sense to me. Um, there have been like moments where people are, are kind of surprised and then are just like, oh, well, yeah, you're a performer. So that makes sense that you are, you know, you're a Leo and a performer. Um, but I think the water in my chart definitely cancels out or creates like a steamier fizzling of those things that might come off as too, you know, boisterous mm-hmm. or, or loud, mm-hmm. which I think is good to have like a little bit of a tame side for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You kind of give off a Pisces energy. Maybe I'm just projecting here, but when you said that's, you know, that you're rising sign, I was like, oh, that makes sense. There's like kind of like a, in a good way, like a softness or a gentleness that I'm getting from your, from your energy. So I also read that it's, is it, I don't know. It was also on Twitter. And I think I was just like scrolling in the middle of the night, but I, I don't know how common Pisces risings are. I think when I was listening to one of your episodes, when you had Claro Kane yeah. on, you were talking about, I don't know if it was like Leo Sun Pisces rising combination, but, or maybe it was like, I don't know if you mentioned that Ringo Star might have that, this same. It does Ringo have Pisces? Let me find rising. out actually. We know, we know Claire is like all three are water. Yeah. That was a great episode. Yeah. I, I so really he, his top three, um, Ringos are he is a Cancer Sun Leo Moon and Pisces Rising. Oh, so Leo Moon Pisces Rising. Wow, and Cancer Sun. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's cool. That's where my Venus placement is. 
Your Venus is in Cancer. Mm-hmm. In the fifth house that rules. That's like the home, like, right? Hmm. I have home, most of yeah. my planets are in the fifth house. My sun too. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. So, do you feel like your home is kind of like your shell? I mean, kind of I like, used to feel that way. You make a it lot a comfy more. place. I guess, like, I've definitely been more about like not being such a homebody, like since moving to New York, because it's just like, why sit in an expensive an apartment? Um, and do nothing mm-hmm. that the city has to offer. But uh, sure. but no, now I feel like I am kind of like, now that I have my own place, I'm kind of like making it my own yeah. and spending more time in it. And it's nice to just be me in my, in my dwelling. Yeah, a conversation I had like <laughs> organically with a friend, my, again, my friend Dina um, earlier, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm bringing my, my girlfriend to like meet my to come to like my parents, like my childhood home, like in two weeks. And she was like, wow, that's so Venus in cancer. You're bringing mm-hmm. your lover to your home in, during <laughs> this, like during this time. She's like, I'm a sucker for this. I love this. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about it. That's kind of funny. Isn't Venus in cancer right now? Yeah, I think I just entered like, uh, Oh, sorry. I, I just saw Sunday night. I think that's Venus Where are you from right originally? Oh, um, I was... I grew up in Flushing, Queens. Oh, nice. So I was I was born in New York and then moved to Long Island and and did you know the uh, late middle school, early high school kind of vibe there. Nice. So New York, you know, has always kind of felt like home. Yeah. Uh, I, I love I love New York. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Do you have one of those T-shirts? I heard. Not I yet. Heard <laughs> and they're going to say tattoos. Oh, and I was well, like, not yet. <laughs> they have an NY like a, Right. <laughs> Actually, no. I probably should. <laughs> My birthday is coming up soon, so maybe. Oh, yeah. Someone will buy one for me. Oh, when's your birthday? August 17th. Same as uh, Robert De Niro. Hey. That's so late. That's late in Leo season, wouldn't you I say? Know. That is. It's also the, the same as um, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh. Oh. But uh, I'm a year older than she is. Nice. <laughs> I like how the facial <laughs> not, not reactions when you mention Phoebe Bridgers, like the <laughs> contrast between me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Robert De Niro and Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we keep talking about celebs, so maybe yeah. we should uh, discuss some of the musicians that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're starting out with one of the greats. Robert Smith. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. OG sad okay. boy. Seriously, boys don't OG. cry. Yeah. Smiths are the cure. The Ooh. cure? Uh, I, gotta, I gotta go Smiths. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. It's hard, though. It's so it's hard. hard, though. It's like, so they're right hard. There. I don't have that relationship, the same relationship with the Smiths. So the Smiths are so canceled. I know. Well, Morrissey's so canceled. Too. I know. So I'm, I'm canceled now for saying that, <laughs> but... I will say Robert Smith as a frontman definitely take him over Morrissey. For sure, I hear you. Yeah, I grew up with a, a lot of like my my musical like preferences came from stuff that my parents would play when I was like growing up. My dad, my mom, and my dad were huge um, like Cureheads and fans of the Smiths, so I grew up with both of those bands playing in my home all the time. But definitely gravitates more gravitate more towards um, Robert Smith and, and his music. All that gloomy dark stuff, you know. Oh, totally. Your parents yeah. sound cool. They're 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 pretty good parents. They're good. Yeah. Let's see. He is actually. I didn't do oh, much research on, them, so on him. Actually. Uh, cool. He's a Taurus sun, a Virgo okay. Virgo moon, 
a Sagittarius rising with a Libra midheaven. Okay. Sag rising. Sag rising. And Taurus moon. And a Taurus sun, sun you said, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are, what are y- y'all's relationships with, with the cure? Are you guys, y- y'all are fan- fans? Oh, no? I am. Yeah. yeah. I came across them like through my, it's like my parents didn't like, like cool music really. Um, or like play things beyond like classic rock around me, I guess. But I never had the classic rock experience. Yeah. I'm getting into it now. <laughs> <laughs> now I mean, I'm getting I feel into like a it. balance is needed. Um, for sure. But, you know, so I was kind of starting to get into like, you know, Green Day, Nirvana. And like, then mm. my, my aunt was like, cause my, my aunt was basically Gen X, my mom's little sister. So she kind of like had different music tastes and introduced me to some of these artists and she got me into the cure. And yeah, I had like, I got like a t-shirt from Hot Topic, like when I was in seventh grade that had like Robert Hell Smith's yeah. face on it. What what did it look like? It was just like was it like an it album like, cover? Uh, I think so. It's like something about flowers. I can't quite remember Ouch. exactly what it said. It was not an album that like I was familiar with, even. But yeah, it was yeah. just like his face, really, and like really cool. big and very white. Yeah, that's awesome. I had like a big The Cure ta- like fabric tapestry that I kept in my like teen bedroom for like the longest time, and then my little sister moved out, and she like took it with her. So it's like probably somewhere in all her stuff, but belong to my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely brings a lot of like nostalgia, the cure. Reminds me a lot of my, my, my dad for sure. I have a, uh, a pretty funny story about how, how I came to them. Um, when mm-hmm. I was in high school, I, this might surprise some people. I, I played lacrosse in high school. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> it was a thing there. Nice. I, wasn't yeah. good enough to be on the baseball team, so I was like, let me try lacrosse, whatever. Um, lax. Yeah, lax, bro. Uh, and yeah. uh, at one point, I, um, I like, pulled my hamstring. So my parents, like, had me go to, like, uh, this, like, physical therapy place. And mm-hmm. the physical therapist that I was going to um, was, like, I don't know, just to, like, <laughs> chat it up with me was, like, what kind of music do you like or whatever? And I, at the time, was, like, oh, I'm... Um, this is, I don't know, probably like 2007 or something. I was like, oh, I'm just like really into like emo bands, you know? Uh, and she, and yeah. her response, she was like, oh, you mean like The Cure? <laughs> and, and you're like, what? And I was like, no, like Taking Back Sunday and like, oh boy. <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, like oh, other man. stuff. Uh, and she was like, oh, you don't know The Cure? Like you got to check them out. So at the time I had... Oh, not LimeWire, but this, like, knockoff one called uh, Morpheus. Yeah. And I, like, ended up downloading, like, um, Disintegration. And I was like, oh, oh cool. this rules. Yeah. And then, like, went on from there. But, like, that album, like, specifically for me, like, is... I mean, you know, of course, Love Song is so, like, you know, big. But also, like, Pictures of You I love and, like, Lullaby. Pictures of You is, like, one of my favorites. Yeah. I've definitely cried to that one. It's so sad. A bevy of times. Beautiful. A bevy? Do you know a bevy? A bevy. You know a bevy is like a group of geese or something? What? Oh, no, no, I did not. I yeah, we, I just thought like, let me sprinkle that into the yeah. conversation. <laughs> well, I'm a copy editor, so I gotta <laughs> crash the party Damn. here. But yeah, um, well. like it's just come up for like you know like oh we're using this language. What does this even mean? And like yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, pictures of you absolutely have cried to that one. I've been I've been staring so long at these pictures of you that I almost believe that the pictures are all I can feel. What? What? It's too much. And it's messed I up. I want to know where like all this comes from because like isn't he like hasn't he been with his wife for like a very long time and like maybe I, think, I, guess, I like, think like their wedding song. Their wedding song is like a song by like My Bloody Valentine or something. Oh, that like makes that. sense. That rules. It's like when you sleep or something. It's like something on Loveless. <laughs> That's so cool. But does, you know, actually, isn't that spreading? But yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, game. I, I remember that. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. I went to like this um this premiere of like this sh- some shoegaze documentary years ago. Like for my birthday, my sister got me tickets. Um, and in that documentary, I mean, it had a lot to do with my bloody Valentine, but, uh, in that documentary, you had like a snippet of like Robert talking about how that that was like their wedding song or the song that they danced to or something like that. I was like, "Eh, that makes a lot of sense. So how do we see tourists in Robert Smith? Oh, well you could argue. Okay. So his general appearance while very dark and you know broody and moody like use of like the lipstick you know on the eyeliner you have like Taurus it's kind of like not concerned with but definitely focused on like you know sensual vanity vanity, Mm -hmm. beauty Mm -hmm. and um I think that could be like a cool thing to kind of look at totally and like just you know with that planet being ruled by Venus venus's influence like you're saying on just Uh, like image and aesthetics and really mm -hmm. like caring about that and lyrics yeah true for sure sure. he's so sappy of course no and that's exactly actually that and then it comes full circle with with the lyrics of course absolutely i think it's interesting that he has an earth sun and an earth moon though as like such an emo boy what's his moon again virgo Hmm. well i guess you know Traditionally, the fire and water signs are kind of labeled the most, I guess, like emotional. But with earth signs, I think they, it's not that they are not emotional. They just like think about all of it, maybe a little bit more. And so like, maybe that's where he, you know, is just writing it all down. And then, you know, is able to actually share it with us through the music. But maybe it, you know. a little bit harder and that's maybe why music was like an outlet for him for sure yeah yeah that makes sense i think i can you know especially the for i i can't really quite put my finger on it but like virgo moon like that kind of like seriousness but like gentleness like in his like vocal delivery kind of comes through for me for whatever reason i'm looking at just a a blanket Definition here, Virgo moons excel at creating comprehensive dynamic systems for themselves and perhaps even more importantly for others. Mm. They love to be helpful and are always fulfilled when contributing in practical ways. Mm. Virgo moons require a lot of soothing as their mind never stops worrying. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just I find his voice just really soothing. Yeah. And that says a lot about me personally. <laughs> as a as a Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hmm. That is cool. Okay. Um so I mean, do we wanna 
do you want to discuss Midheavens if they're available for your folks or? Um, we could, we could, I mean, I'm definitely curious cause I, I didn't look at, uh, anyone's, I didn't do any previous research, but I am curious to see. It looked like you said it was a Libra. Yes. Midheaven. Yes. Okay. I'm curious. But yeah. So I'm seeing, you know, some stuff saying that somebody with Libra as their Midheaven, you know, is interested in bringing like balance and beauty to anything they invest their time and energy in professionally. Sure. Cause I mean, you have like Libra as like the scale being, you know, trying to find that, that type of balance. Like I can see that for sure. Exactly. And, and um, this being, and Libra being the other planet that's ruled by Venus to bring Venus up again, this as their midheaven would, you know, they'd want to bring, you know, an artistic flair to their work, their professional world as well. So, Obviously, yeah. being a performer. <laughs> and I think because, like, the medium quality or the midheaven is, like, the 10th house cusp. Like, if you look at the 10th house in Libra, what I'm pulling up here, it's, like, 10th house in Libra speaks of one's chase for marriage and search for a soulmate or someone to define their strivings in life, which also you can kind of uh, get a feel for if you listen to, the, or if you, like, you know, are reading the lyrics. It's definitely definitely have themes of love of soul searching of heartbreak um and it's like continuous throughout their entire discography i think definitely even even there's like one album that they have called it came out a little later oh yeah is it the end of the world or no it's just a self-titled like the cure and on it you have like songs that are a lot darker like you have like the end of the world and um never i don't know what's going on us or them like lot, lots of the, these darker songs but definitely still talking or talking to the effect of you know wanting to find love and like wanting that partnership and stuff like that so you have like that you have like the, a lot of light pop songs that focus with with love and emotion to that extent but also lots of darker lots of darker stuff so good balance i think yeah totally i was just i just went back to his chart because I was just like, I can't believe he doesn't have water up in here. But he does. <laughs> he has Mars and he has Mars and Cancer, which is like I think that's such a funny placement. But do you think that that, 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 that I'm is wrong really to funny? Think it's funny? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I think speci- I think like specifically like for him, it, it is kind of funny to have like Mars and Cancer because um, it's like that even like that aggression or like that that like Martian energy, like that aggro, that warlike. It's like rooted in you know like Venusian type love emotions and stuff like that. So it's like kind of still like very wholesome. <laughs> it is very wholesome. Yeah. One other thing just about him in general and, and the cure that I I would be uh, remiss to not mention is that um, the song Boys Don't Cry inspired Frank Ocean to name this like zine that he put out when he released Blonde. That's like this really thick um, collection of like poetry and photographs he took and all this really cool stuff. I actually have a copy of it. He he called he named it Boys Don't Cry after Whoa. after that song. That's so cool. I had no idea. You know Frank Ocean is crying. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to, to, <laughs> no, he be crying. <laughs> He's weeping somewhere yeah. in New York and, City right now. And, and to take it a step further, too, I also have a, a crying tattoo on my arm. So, oh, that's awesome. Because I think just to that idea at large of, you know, boys aren't supposed to cry or, you know, show their emotions or anything sure. like that, I was always, you know, a little, clearly a little emo boy. So, to me, that, that I would always hear that phrase. So, I was like, fuck that. We're going to. We're gonna wear it like a badge of honor. We, we about we about to ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're about to bathe and we balling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's good. Cool. I think more men should be comfortable crying. Like it's a good release. C R I N E. Crying. Crying. You know, it's, okay. it's it's harder for me though these days with the the medication I'm on. But I gotta say the same fucking thing. Fair. Yeah. This, the mood stabilizer is keeping me from being such a crybaby. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, all, I'm only taking pre- prednisone right now. Okay. For my for a, for a residual cough. Oh, okay. that's not that's not mental health. Nope, it's not that not mental health. You crying? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, shall we move on to Ms. Alanis Morissette? Absolutely. Another legend. Oh, yeah. I want to just compliment you on your Icon. choices for didn't this episode. They just, Icon. Didn't they just do like a... Oh, yeah. She has a Broadway show called Jagged saw Little that. Pill. You saw it. How was it? Directed by Diablo Cody. Oh, oh Juno's director. And, mm-hmm. By the way, and, I don't think that movie And Jennifer's Body. I was just going to say that. I'm glad you Jennifer's said that. Jennifer's Body is like, good. I know. Canceled. I think Juno shouldn't be like not a good. I mean, not just because of the abortion shit, but like it's just like not that good. Yeah, <laughs> I think at, the, at that time we were kind of just like grasping at whatever we we could. We were, yeah, get we our were hands like, on. I was like, I was working like, at an indie movie theater. Give me content. Give me content. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So Alanis is a Gemini sun, a Scorpio moon, okay. a Leo okay. rising, Leo rising, and she has Aries mid heaven. Okay, so Leo rising and Aries midheaven. We got fiery little combination there. Gemini sun, you said? Yeah. Okay. But maybe her Leo um, rising is like what's hooked you on her since you've got so much perhaps. Leo. There's something about a Leo rising, I will say. I, I am warming up a lot. But there's something about a Leo rising and sometimes just like rubs me the wrong way. Trust them as far as you can throw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's like there's there's like a select few in my life and I'm like, okay, I see you. You know? Yeah, I don't even know Um, if I know any Leo risings. It's a tough one for me. Maybe maybe just because like my sun and moon might I was gonna ask, do you think that it's kind of like a just too much of the same charge kind of thing? I think so. Or I think it's just like I don't even feel like I'm as charged as a Leo rising. I feel like mm-hmm. to have a, a Leo rising is to embody yeah. lots of lots of stuff that maybe when I see, it's kind of just like, whoa, who are you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> or maybe that's just like my Pisces rising, seeing their Leo rising, like, what? <laughs> that could be. I mean, that could definitely yeah. be part of it. My, um, oh, just got to say, my grandparents were a Pisces and a Leo. Hmm. Uh, sons? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's cute. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they it's nice good. to have yeah, that, had a good, that element of um, good marriage. You know, like a cancellation type type of thing. Yeah. When you have water and water and fire. I'll also just say, oh. as a Pisces, I often respect um, the more confident signs. So Leo included, I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. You're up there. I just think That's of Leo's kind of as like feel. the blonde, like the blonde at the high school who's super popular. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like a. Um, they have more fun. It's kind of like I guess a. They're lying, like they're they have white hair. Yeah, um, in uh, in Archie, right? There's um, the, the blonde, the brunette. Um, uh, what is it? It's Betty, I think, and Veronica. Betty, Betty's Betty's the blonde, right? right? And, and Veronica's the brunette so maybe that's maybe one is one's a leo one's a pisces maybe (laughs) true (laughs) oh my god um i I also i pulled up um alanis's chart here too and what i think is interesting is i'm also seeing a venus in taurus Mm. And also Saturn. Domicile. <laughs> Domicile. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also um, something that I think is interesting, Saturn uh, in Cancer. So Saturn kind of just like lessons in Cancer, which is kind mm-hmm. of like you get, like if you think about some of her hits, like you ought to know, you can also pick up a couple of um you get like a fiery element. Like, I don't know if you've seen the music video, mm-hmm. right? You're like mm-hmm. in a desert and it's super saturated. Like it, to me, it kind of screams like fiery video, but um, also like that album, Jagged Little Pill is all about like, it's, it's so like Saturnian in the way that, you know, you're, it's like, she's like learning how to be a person in the world um, through work. Right. Uh, also dealing with different themes of like a, I think there's like a song that talks about like Catholicism. So you have like religion and, and also love, like all of those, uh, a bunch of songs on drag a little pill have to do with love. So I feel like learning lesson, like lessons through love is like also very Saturnian, like Saturn and cancer kind of theme, which is kind of cool. What about the Scorpio moon? Scorpio moon. I mean, it does have a, Hard edge. Yeah, I mean, just jagged, <laughs> Very jagged edgy. little pill as a name. Um, jagged little edge. Yeah, yeah. she's hard. Yeah, yeah just yeah, she goes hard. The kind of, I guess, just general spiteful nature of the album, and just how it's like, you hurt me, and I'm gonna just fucking scream about it and go off, girl. Like, I, I think it's great, but yeah, that that all yeah. screams uh, Scorpio to me. For sure. Have you guys see, seen the Sex and the City episode that she's in? No. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, you like, should check that out. Is she playing out. herself? Or? <laughs> no, she plays a character. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. It's, like, such a shitty episode. It's, like, about Carrie, like, reckoning with, like, her young boyfriend's bisexuality. Oh, God. Okay. I definitely like... got to watch this then. <laughs> <laughs> As a bi boy. Yeah, no, it's so, like, it's so problematic, like, what she, like, the conclusion she comes to. Boy, oh boy. I love that it's a reckoning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's gotta just be gay, right? <laughs> oh, no. He's like, I don't think 
think I can oh. do this. I'm not built that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, she kisses Alanis during Spin the Bottle at this party. Oh, okay. God bless. I just took a sip. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, wait. Let me get my pour, liquor. Pour one out. Here's a, cheers. <laughs> cheers. My, uh, fucking ra- Raz Cranberry. Nice. I have um, a BKE Kombucha Palo Santo Hops and Hemp. Holy Whoa. shit. That is some Brooklyn ass shit right there. there? <laughs> I, think, I think this was gifted to my girlfriend's roommate. <laughs> and it also expired, I realize. Um... I think last month with with so, kombucha or anything that has to you know yeah it's, um, sit. it's, it's like for your gut yeah. health it's like for it's, your gut it, health um, you know fermented it's even um, more so yeah 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 perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <It's> aged um <laughs> let's see I mean there's just like there's so much to say about Alanis you know like just in good ways obviously like I just feel like it can't be like understated like Especially with, like, the commercial success of Jagged Little Pill that I think after her, so many more female rock, like, artists especially were able to, like, just do more because, like, you know, Mm -hmm. record labels were like, oh, wait, okay, clearly, like, there's, I'm sure, you know, that interest was there before among people, but it's just, like, unfortunately, you know, sometimes the the suits have to to see the commercial viability of something before giving more people that chance. Yeah, I think I think from what I recall, that album came out on Maverick, which I believe was like Madonna's, like one of like Madonna's like record labels or oh. something like that. Could be wrong though. But my my introduction to her music was when I was, I believe, in the like fifth or sixth grade. Um, they were they were doing like the jagged little pill acoustic. They were selling the Jagged Little Pill acoustic CDs at Starbucks. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? And I would watch, like, you know, like, how um, certain cable providers had, like, AOL sessions. Yeah. And you could watch, like, a musician play, like, a stripped-down, unplugged version of, like, one of their songs. Yeah. So I, I would watch, like, Alanis Morissette uh, perform some of her songs. And I was like, well, I need to buy the CD. Like, I went to Starbucks and I bought Jagged Little Pill Acoustic. And then I heard, like, a year later, I heard, like, Jagged Little Pill, like, like the elect- like the OG version of it. And I was like, oh, this is, like, the best. <laughs> I was on, like, her, I was on, like, www.alanis.com, like, every day. Because you could hear, like, little snippets of her songs. Oh, shit. Um, I was obsessed and that's so yeah i was like a huge fan i was like i don't know what half these words mean (laughs) but this sounds right (laughs) sounds about right (laughs) um yeah i was a a huge fan i heard her on the radio hell yeah what song did you hear Um, was it like you ought to know or like well actually no i don't even think you ought to know was the first one i heard i think it was it's like radio ironic wedding day yeah Yeah, ironic yeah 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 it's a free <laughs> that's such a yeah. yeah that's a real you that know, music video is so good too yeah yeah i should go back and watch the videos like yeah oh that's not not very gemini but like different like alter ego versions of herself in the car could also speak to her little gemini oh totally um sun placement i don't have like a specific moment that i remember but just that song and you are know we're just inescapable like on the radio so i feel like that had to have been it for me 
For sure. It definitely just, like, takes me back to, like, summertime in the 90s. And, like, also, like, yeah. Cheryl Crow was on the radio, too. Mm-hmm. So it was oh just, like, God. those ones Cheryl. are the ones that I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miss Crow. I, wonder, I don't even know what Ms. any Crow. of those signs are. Another day. Cheryl? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, going to Google it like a maniac, like, right after this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What is her sign? What is her medium Coelho at? <laughs> well, also, Alanis, Alanis and I share an Aries medium Coelho. Oh. Okay. That was a Go perfect off. transition, actually. Tell me about that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're what's the a, one. And what's, and what's that you're like for you? You told me about what this shit is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but and how does I that did, speak I to you? Because I got the time passages app. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think I'm just like, I could, I can just say that I'm kind of like fiery and like, in my approach to um, just like getting work done, or mm-hmm. like, I kind of just like set my sights on it and like go on it. And like, Aries are kind of like a little less mature. Are you like a fast worker? I guess like maybe I don't take as much. Yes. Well, I did in, in news, in um, newsrooms, like in newspapers, uh, we were like, on deadlines, oh. it was very much like driven, go, go, go. Yeah, like don't think, just go. Pretty much, yeah. Just, like, just fucking do go. it. Get up, get it up. Yeah. <laughs> and go back and yeah. <laughs> if it's wrong, fix yeah. it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. But yeah, but I don't really have that vibe any. Like I'm not in that kind of environment anymore. So it's like a little weird, mm-hmm. I guess. Like it was like kind of an adjustment for me at first. And now I'm just so lazy. Fuck. Like, I'm just like, now I'm just like, but are you, but are you chill with that? Yeah. I mean, like, are you, I, are you okay with that? Are you making peace with that? My day job? Like, I don't know. Okay. So. Fair. But I do it to pay the bills. We'll see. I don't for- think I'm going to do it like forever. Like I can't, that's not sustainable for me, but like, mm. I don't know. I'll figure something out. <laughs> Fair. I mean, that maybe, sounds. Maybe that's an Aries mindset. I was just gonna say, like the. I'll figure it out. The, as an Aries moon, like leaping before you look, kind of thing. That's like a big. I was gonna Aries say that thing. too. It's like also just like going yeah. and like yeah. you're gonna like you're gonna stumble. You'll figure it you're out. Gonna, you're gonna fuck up, but yeah. like yeah. it somehow works out in the end always. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're yeah. going through hell, just keep going. Yeah. You know? It's so funny because I told somebody that I have no Aries in my chart once, and now I find out that... And you lied. <laughs> my mid-heaven. You lied to them. <laughs> I... That's okay. Yeah. My mid-heaven, as a fun fact, is, uh, I looked it up, uh, I'm a Scorpio mid-heaven. Okay. So, I guess I'd just be plotting at work. (laughs) (laughs) Plotting and looking sexy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do a quick Google too. I mean, let's see what, like, I feel like I'm, I don't know if I necessarily relate relate to this, but I'm reading like you thrive when you're calling the shots and feel like you're in a position of power. Hmm. I feel like I don't, I mean, as a Scorpio son, I don't feel that way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you might. Do, I mean, do you, Stefan, feel that way? I mean, I, w- I would be interested to know because, like, you are a Pisces son and you did mention, you know, oh, um, 
kind of having like a little bit of admiration for people who are more like out there in the public or just like, you know, more boisterous or or, or loud, maybe confident. Yeah. Like Um, I can, so maybe there's, I can be pretty like friendly and talkative, but I usually am not like the most confident person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think there's like, the pr- I definitely would say, like, I do kind of feel like I slip into, like, a different persona at work. I'm, like, a little bit more private sure. sometimes. So, and that, to me, is, like, a Scorpio quality. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Where I'm just, like, it would be more strategic if I just said these things and left these other things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, work fucking sucks. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it it's really like I just does. hate. I'm like also like I don't like talking to people. Like yeah. really, like, I hate like small talk <laughs> in the kitchen in the office. You know, like yeah. I feel like that's like a watery yeah. <laughs> uh, I, disposition. Yeah, <laughs> I will say though, like because, and now I'm panicking if like any of my new coworkers are li- like gonna listen to this. But like, I really do mean this. So far, they're all listening. So far at work my new job, everyone has been, like, so fucking nice, and so I'm, like, please let this be real and not just, like, the you're new, so we're gonna be nice to you thing. Yeah. But I have a good feeling about it. I mean, it's at a mental health app company, so it actually seems like so people cool. are, like, practicing what they preach kind of thing, so pretty. Yeah, that's you can't be a dick there. Right. That would be wrong. Yeah. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. Exactly. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> But anywho, um, I guess, is there anything else with, with Alanis that we want to just mention before, before moving on to your third pick? No, I think we're, I think we're good. I think she's great. Yeah. I want to see that musical now. Hmm. I wouldn't see it again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it once and I, you know, I got a taste for Uh it and that's like, I was able to like scratch that itch and now. Yeah, and that's coming from yeah. a big Alanis yeah. fan. So, like, was yeah. it just, do you feel like you just had, like, impossible to reach expectations? Or, like, are you just, like, not I was a big just, like, musical confused. person? Like, in terms of I, musical theater or not. Obviously, wait, so, I know you on. like music. Was it, like, Alan- mm-hmm, was Alanis, mm-hmm. the, like, was it somebody else? It wasn't about Alanis Morissette's life and they just used her no. songs? Or it was about Alanis? They, like, used her songs and they kind of, t- like, you know, worked all of her songs on Jagged Little Pill to fit a storyline, like a narrative about like a troubled family okay. um, with its own, like, you know, okay. their own problems. Like the kids have yeah. issues, parents have issues and marriage, and, Got it. You know, jobs and school. And um, so I was kind of just like, how do, why, why do we do this? Yeah. I feel like that format like, is where is like, doesn't really work ever. Like you're yeah. just like, shoehorning shit in there. Yeah. I think I just like wanted to see her. Yeah. You know, like, I just wanted to see her perform. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, then I, I wouldn't recommend the musical. But but I also, like, you know, I was like, all right. I got a mug. <laughs> there you go. Jagged little pill. Jagged little mug, yeah. <laughs> you can take your little pills with uh, the water in the mug. <laughs> Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee in the morning. <laughs> Don't talk to me before I've had my jacket. Little there you go. There that you would go. actually be a really good uh, that be great. I would buy that mug. hoodie. I would buy that hoodie. I'd wear that hoodie in public. Wait, can we? I'm like not on any we meds. Can we just make merch about that? I'm like not on, I'm like not on medication. I'm like, I would wear that. 
<laughs> Whatever. Hey, it's cool. Take my tums. <laughs> there you go. That counts. Jagged little tums. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, then, last but certainly, certainly not least, um, we're going to talk about Beth Gibbons of Portishead. Mm-hmm. So, Beth is a little mysterious in the sense that, at least online, publicly accessible, we were only able to find her sun and moon signs. Um, So she is a Capricorn sun and an Aquarius moon. And I would just like to say off the bat that those two placements together, when you hear Portishead's music and general vibe, I think that's like the perfect intersection of those two signs. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I came across, no, for sure. Um, I came across like this like funny quote from Robert Criscow, music journalist who described the album, that Portishead album, Dummy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, overall as Sade for androids, which I thought was like really <laughs> interesting because it's like you have like Sade's music that's just like so soulful and like so... You know, but y- and you get that from Portishead for sure. But there's definitely like some kind of mechanical yeah. harshness yeah. and somber like feeling, and also like emotion for sure. But it's like it's coming from a really like forced place, um, maybe kind of unnatural for Capricorn if you think about the stereotypical, um, you know, emotionless, uh, cold type. Hundred percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. Also, as a Capricorn rising. It's like that's like the 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 stereotype of stereotypes. Yeah, it's like obviously sure. their other placements are going to affect their mm-hmm. you know, how they behave. So. Yeah, and again, like with with earth signs in general, like I I don't think it's like that they're totally devoid of emotion. It's just that they're and, and now I'm speaking specifically to Capricorns. There's almost like rules around because there's rules with everything around like how mm-hmm. I can express my emotions or when or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there's just. It can't, nothing can be simple. (laughs) For sure. And that's interesting because, well, not interesting, but absolutely true. Saturn rules Capricorn. That's like, you know, planet of rules and responsibilities and um, tasks and kind of like that strict form. Wait, what what rules uh, Aquarius? I think there's, uh, oh, Uranus. So that, that, yeah, that governs innovation and technology. And depending on, like, which, um, I forget the exact, like, verbiage, but in, according to, like, how you're looking at it, um, some of the signs, like, are ruled by, like, two planets. So, Mm -hmm. um, in some cases, like, Aquarius is ruled by both Saturn and Uranus. For sure, yeah. Gotcha. So, more Saturn, too, in that case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stefan and I both have Saturn and Aquarius. Oh, same here. I think it's all of us, like our generation, or not generation, but yeah. I think it stops like a nine. Well, I'm I was born ninety three, and I think ninety five it changes to you know the next. I was like just looking. Actually, had this book about the Saturn return, and I was like just looking up like what it how it's expressed in like the various houses and such. It's interesting. What are what year were you both? 92. 91. It for me. 92. 91 for Amy. Cool. So 91, 92, 93. Yeah, look at that. Okay. Nice. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, let me see. I feel like I was able to find something on here. And, and that album, Dummy, 
was I think mine I mean a reason why I picked <laughs> Portishead. Recently I've been digging back into her discography or their discography and Dummy was just like also an album that was like on repeat when I was a kid that I remember listening to and felt like very kind of like scared by and then like eased into it yeah and I eased into it in a way that was like oh this feels really comfortable like this reminds me of home this is you know (laughs) there's a creepiness to this music for sure yeah and it was released on the last day of way out season Hmm. August 22nd 1994 yeah this is a band for me personally that I definitely came to a little bit later because when I heard it when I was younger, and maybe I didn't like know the name of the band, but I definitely remember hearing it, you know, s- stuff like, like Glory Box, like on the radio. I was kind of like, I don't know about, like, I don't know. It just felt like maybe almost like too adult for me or like, I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't fully clicking, but um, kind of one of the reasons why I like, came back around or even did a deeper dive on them was like, I remember reading a interview. Um, one of the first interviews actually that the weekend ever gave, like after he had like revealed who he was, it was like right as his, um, second album Kissland was coming out and they were just asking him all these questions and like about his influences and like who he likes to like sample, for example, like, because he had been, definitely part of that whole wave of like hip hop and R&B that it started to incorporate more like indie artists. And he was like, yeah, I, I love Portishead. And I believe there was a song from that album Kissland that samples one of their songs. Let me double check that. But then I was like, Oh cool. Well, I definitely want to know more and get more into this. Uh, Cause I was such a, such a big fan at the time. I still am, but you know, especially in like 2013, 2012 belong to the world yeah. by the weekend um samples the portishead song machine gun so cool and that the, that like very pulsating drum beat like like kind of thing yeah 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 um, I, I was able to find some more info on on beth gibbons saturn and pisces which is cool so you have some of that uh dreamy sleepy vibe even like the album cover dummies like all blue kind of just like that entire album kind of feels like a a big like hypnotic mechanical dream almost like if you look at just like the way that she dresses and performs um super unassuming super like not casual but kind of just like dark colors very like stark appearance uh sometimes like smoking a cigarette at the at the mic love that and, and her yeah for sure um and uh just like very you know small like presence but also like very powerful and and um like rigorous voice or you know kind of feels like a kind of capricorn yeah i was about to say that sounds just like a capricorn yeah yeah so, is is that saturn placement the only one for like it, we don't have her like rising or anything like that says uh moon's determined to be an aquarius uh venus <laughs> I, in this let's see. i just saw a tweet that said people walk around with an aries moon like they're not a threat to society <laughs> <laughs> stefan you know listen i already get enough shit about being a pisces guy that's a sweet placement, though, I feel. Like, an Aries moon is very, like... I, I like yeah, Aries moons. Absolutely. Quick, fun, quick little anecdote. I was out last week, 
and I was wearing, I have a little, like, uh, Pisces symbol on a necklace, and uh, uh-huh. somebody I've met before, but she was kind of being playful, was like, oh, your Pisces got male, I forgot, uh, what a, what a red flag. <laughs> a horrible, <laughs> a horrible And I was comment. like, okay, cool, um, who hurt you? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. She was like, she was like, it wasn't me. I've just had friends that have, have been burned by Pisces men. And, you know, to any of, any of my haters out there, you know, I've, I've made some, some romantic mistakes over the years, but you know, who, <laughs> who of us haven't, you know? That's so true. Um, That's true. You know, it's just hard for, for Pisces to make up their minds sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're. You're trying to figure it all out. You're trying to figure out where you are first, yeah. and then you can. <laughs> exactly. and, and you know things change. That's just life, baby. You know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One thing I wanted to mention too that I thought was kind of cool, just in terms of like describing Beth's sound and and Portishead sound, um, was I mm-hmm. found that like at one point, like Variety magazine had described her performing as Billie Holiday fronting uh, Susie and the Banshees. So cool. And then that also, too, brings us back to our boy Robbie, because he also was in Susie and the Banshees. Right. So that's quite cool. That's that's a really cool, yeah. That is cool. That's a good connection. You know who um, loves Susie and the Banshees and, like, I think, like, grew up around them is Charlie XCX. Really? Oh, that's cool. That's a- yeah. Because her dad, like, owned a club in London or something that they played at. Hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. Fellow Leo. Charlie? Yeah. I did not know oh, that. Do you know the date? I'm like, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. She, like, seems like a Leo, doesn't she? I mean, especially now, more than, I mean, well, you know good. her career more Amy, but like I feel like especially around this album, she's just really fully embraced mm-hmm. like just being like so she's hot just ready and to be so, that pop star, yeah. Yeah, such a mm-hmm. like the spotlight's on the, me. She shed the super weird, I guess. Which yeah. I'm not happy about, but mm. <laughs> And is and is a cancer rising as well. Like mm. me, oh my god. Wow. Maybe that's why that's it, why we love her. It hits. Yeah. <laughs> What's her mood? Let's find out. Wait, we haven't talked about her. We I was just gonna say <laughs> Virgo, a Virgo, oh, yeah, Virgo, Virgo moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, was it Robert? Yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. Wow, yeah. all these connections. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she also likes Robert's move. <laughs> yeah, if she if she likes Susie and the Banshees for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, I feel like we keep veering off the Beth topic, but. Uh, is there anything oh, else true. you got to say or about her? I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm just like looking at photos of her and it's like, yeah, this is so this is so Capricorn. Well, <laughs> one thing I'd love to just point out too is like I think it's really cool that you know, they're probably as a band known more for the 90s stuff, but then like mm-hmm. 2008 rolls around and they're just like, "Oh, let's just like drop this like very electronic influence album and it's just like oh shit this is also really cool are you talking about third is it called third third yeah okay yeah that's like a turquoise yeah Yeah. i love whatever that color is like i see it so much in it it's maybe 
becoming one of my favorite colors, but I don't have, it's dark aqua or like dark turquoise or something. I don't know. It's like a yeah. perfect blue green, but like definitely on the darker side. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that album third, I think is really cool as well. Agreed. Just in like a, to have that kind of like later in your career album that still is like, whoa, this, you're like trying new things still instead of just being like complacent. I think that to me speaks to like her maybe Aquarius moon and wanting to just kind of, you know, be different, stray away from, yeah. you know, the expected. Yeah. Those like, re- like rebellious and, and also quirky. Exactly. For sure. They're also to a band that like I mentioned, like the weekend's appreciation and like love of, but like, I feel like they've also just been sampled a lot in like hip hop. Like another song that comes to mind was um, G Thang by Genuine samples hmm. something from Numb. I think maybe just the title track. That's pretty cool. I did not know yeah. that. Me neither. Well, I hope this gets some people into Portishead. Me too. Me too. Are they still like going on tour and stuff? That's a great question. That's a great question. I don't think so. I mean, in terms of like activity, it doesn't look like. They've released anything since, like, 2010, but who you knows? You can't find them on, on Bands in Town. Yeah. Or Oh My Rockness. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll have a, some kind of anniversary tour down the line. Yeah. I would hope so. We should go. I would be down. Yeah. Totally. Because you know if they're going on tour again, they're definitely fucking playing Brooklyn. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to see them at like, like Brooklyn steel or something. Some yeah. weird funky place. Oh my God. It's like, wouldn't that, it's like, maybe I'm gauging their like fan base, but like, wouldn't that be small for them? Yeah. Yeah. But they have to do like, they have to do like, not an L- a basement not quite, show, not quite the length of LCD sound system shit, but they would have to do a few nights. Mm. Yeah. They would absolutely. You're right. Mm-hmm. They would have to do multiple, multiple nights for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure it would sell out too yeah. in a heartbeat. Yes. A hundred percent. If there was just one show, for sure. Yeah. Totally sold out. And it probably would with her. I could see them maybe doing like, um, what's, uh, maybe like a Hammerstein ballroom like size they've, place. I think they've, I think they've actually performed at a Hammerstein ballroom. Yeah. I, I think I've seen like some really awesome, like concert, concert footage of, of them. It's like available on YouTube for sure. Oh, Sick. Nice. Um, I want to yeah. look into that. And, um, just a cool thing too, like on all of our episodes and a reminder to listeners, or if this is your first time listening to the show, um, check your show notes and whatever, whatever app you're listening to or on our website. Cause we, as we're talking about certain things, a song, a video, an album, we link out or we try to link out to everything. So then that way you can just pause the episode, go check it out or check it out after. So we'll look for that, that live footage you're talking about. Cool. It's either Hammerstein or, or Roseland. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, similar, similar vibe. That, I saw Alanis Morissette at Rosenbaum oh, cool. when I was a kid. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. per, the only act I've seen there is Weezer. They played uh, oh, Pinkerton. Rock on. <laughs> they played Hell, Pinkerton all the way yeah. there, I mean, that's pretty They played cool it twice. That you got to see them play that specifically? Yeah, it that's was. Cool. It was well, awesome. They were doing that one one night and like Blue Album the other night. Oh, cool. And, like, I really wanted, I really like Blue Album. And, like, I like both of them, mm-hmm. but, like, that was the one that, like, I first came to and had, like, more of an attachment to. But my boyfriend mm-hmm. at the time was, like, really a Pinkerton head. So 
Mm. We went to Pinkerton. <laughs> Should have gone to balls, but I don't know. <laughs> we live and we learn. Yeah. <laughs> we, we laugh. And, oh, and we learn. And we cry. And uh, Hammerstein, I saw, I've seen Charlie. No, I haven't seen Charlie, but she played there the last time she was in town. But I saw Carly oh, Ray cool. Jepsen there and uh, Sleater Kidney. Wait, at which place? At Hammerstein. 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 Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, so I guess we're, we're good on Ms. Gibbons. Yeah. I feel good good about kind of all of the people we've talked about. Uh, Same here. Me too. Very good discussion. Yeah. Lots um, of cool connections that I have had never thought about. So that's really fun. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Lucia, we also love to just chat briefly too, um, about with our guests, like, has there been anything you've been listening to in your free time, whether it's like older music or newer stuff that's just kind of been on repeat for you that you would want to, you know, have people check out or recommend? Oh man. I've just like been, been like revisiting lots of like nothing new. No, that's fine. Um, That's fine. It literally can be from whenever. Oh man. Um, like lots of Lucinda Williams, like tons of Lucinda Williams, like that album car wheels on a gravel road Mm -hmm. have been listening to it nonstop. I think it's just like one of the most perfect albums of all time. Cool. I definitely got to get going back to like my more recently played things. I definitely got to get into Lucinda because she's like Waxahachie's biggest inspo. Oh, I think we did talk about that briefly when we met up. She she actually covered a song um, and I saw her, Perform it at Central Park. Oh, and then and also Mary Lou Lord. Mary Lou Lord. Yeah, she she did a cover of a Lucinda song too, but all of her music is is incredible. And she also covered like Elliot Smith um, and did a really good Elliot Smith cover. A lot of her covers are great, but you know her voice is just amazing. So Lucinda Williams and Mary Lou Lord are the two that I've been revisiting a bunch lately. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Amy, what about you? I have a lot to say because it's been a while. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I've done one of these, you know. So You're I've, right. I've listened to a lot of music in that time. Yeah, and I'm gonna try. It. I'll keep it brief. I won't. I won't say it all. Hey, it's your pod, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> okay, I really am freaking obsessed. Obsessed with this album by Mama called Household Name. Uh huh. Um, okay. okay. Do you guys know anything about them? They're no. All I know is they're an American indie rock band from Los Angeles, California, according to the Wikipedia. <laughs> I was just going to say, all. are you reading their? But like, that sounded like, the thing, like an yes. American <laughs> indie rock band from. But um, they they played a show at the Broadway for their release of this album like a couple weeks ago, and like my friend was going and had told me about them. Do you remember who pl- who opened or who played with them? I didn't so I feel like I saw show, this, but I could ask my friend who went. Okay. But yeah, so it was like a release show for them. And this album is just very like, it just like reminds me of like 90s summertime, like rock. Um, it's just like so good. And like m- the song medicine in particular, I think is like such a good, like, w- like maybe my song of the summer so far. Um, cool. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I identify with these girls. They sing such like a very like, like really low key voice, but then have like some of these really cool riffs. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's a uh, interesting. And awesome. um, 
also this band Pet Fox. I've been listening to Hell yeah. their new album, which it's called A Face in Your Life. And I really like the song Checked Out. So those are my two new picks. And then I got us. I've just been listening. Okay. To, like, I listen to like Nick Lowe a lot lately. Like, I don't know why, but I really, I've been really vibing. I actually saw him. He was a surprise guest at a Yola Tango concert, like several years back. For the, like, was it for at, the Hanukkah? Yes, it was for a Hanukkah show at Bowery. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and that was like, so like, I, but I didn't really know his music that well. Like, at the time so like i kind of am, am like after that i kind of like looked into him more and like cool i really like his music <laughs> and yeah just like it's been nice to just like listen to when i'm doing like chores and stuff around my place mm-hmm. what about you Stefan? yeah so a couple things as well one for me has been this band that i discovered through tiktok of all places because it's 2022, and why not? They're a Norwegian band, I believe, um, so I'm not sure how to say their name out loud, uh, but it's spelled F-I-E-H. I think it's Fey or Fai. I don't oh. know. Um, but they... F-I-E-H. Yes. But they are just this throwback, you know, retro soul, funk, R&B kind of thing, They have a couple songs that I would really recommend to people. One is called Telephone Girl. Cool. One is called Fast Food. Um, They are this throwback, even in the lyrics, in which I feel like they, even if they're a little bit on the nose with what they're talking about, they're kind of, like, telling these stories and have these, like, very, like, clear metaphors, like, with their songs. And I think that's just, like, really cool. Like, Telephone Girl is, like basically saying like the singer being like i'm not a telephone girl that's why i never you know answer the phone like when you call me like i'm just like maybe maybe she's a pisces actually i should look into this but she's just like sorry i'm taking a while to get back to you like i'm just out of the pocket like kind of thing. yeah um and it's just super catchy the drums are so tight her vocal melodies are like on point i've been looking into them a little bit more they've said they're like really inspired by like d'angelo and the vanguard so that's you know if you're a fan of them i would definitely check check this band out so yeah i've just that's been kind of non-stop for me that band but then also more recently as in like in within the last past week Steve Lacey put out a new album and I also wanted to I like it but I also wanted to mention it too because it's astrology themed uh it's the album is called Gemini Rights because clearly you know Gemini's <laughs> didn't have enough rights so somebody had to right. name an album after them uh I did just look Steve is a Gemini that'd be kind of weird if he wasn't but he's a <laughs> apparently a Taurus moon and a Leo sun so another Leo sun okay um, but yeah, uh, Steve Lacey, yeah. It, for anyone that... Gemini writes. Yeah. Spring and summer energy. Yeah. Uh, for anyone, you know, that doesn't know, Steve Lacey first started, he was, like, guitarist in the band The Internet, which was, like, an odd future-associated act. Uh, and then he started to just, like, make music on his own, under his own name. It's really great. Just, again, kind of a retro sound, but, you know, just for general fans of, I guess, just, like alt r&b or like indie pop or anything like that would definitely recommend and there's especially within this new album there's a song called sunshine that's really really great especially on a nice sunny day so um those are my big wrecks 
Oh, I'll also Amazing. just say, of course, since it is summertime, uh, I am listening to Blonde all the time. So, but that's kind of actually that's like all year round. But I don't know. It's like such a summer album. So. Hey, did you guys know he likes Frank Ocean? Oh, we get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, I'm done. Nice. I actually don't at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man. I gotta say, Blonde is better than Channel Orange. I think that's a controversial take and one I agree with. <laughs> I've, I listened did to not Channel see that Orange coming. because it was the 10 year anniversary and I was just like some of these songs like as a whole like it just doesn't do it for me like Blonde does. I mean don't get me wrong I still think Channel Orange is a goddamn masterpiece and great in its own right but I think that was a lot more about him just trying to become like a pop star and like really feed into that like older sound and like kind of pay pay homage to a lot of his influences versus like blonde was just him being like fuck it i'm just gonna make an album for me and it's much more of like singer songwriter kind of vibes Mm -hmm. and that was off-putting to a lot of people because they were like some of these songs don't even have drums on them what what's going on here but i think just especially lyrically (laughs) he's less like hiding behind like a persona and telling stories and more of just like these are actually like memories and you know writing more in like the eye kind of thing i just sorry i was just like imagining somebody like listening to blonde and then like being like where's the drum (laughs) where's the goddamn drums (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know maybe no one thought that i don't know i was i just think it's funny just having a good time over here um okay so, what's a good song by one of your bands that we can maybe play you off with in post? Yeah, so we love to end the show with a song from our guest. So, anything you would like us to play, we can we can put that in. Oh, cool. Does it have to be on a on a streaming? So generally, and this is a little bit of behind the scenes on, on our show, um, generally what mm-hmm. I do is I go on to bandcamp.com and sure. I find the song and I purchase it because I like to support artists. And then I just take uh, the MP3 and we, you know, just take that and slot it into the end of the show. So if it's on Bandcamp, that does make it a little bit easier. But Okay, cool. Um, I think I can... Well, we only have a one little album on Bandcamp right now, but you could you could do um, you like MCPHD off of Freightliner by Anna Altman. Cool. And is there anything you would want to kind of just tell listeners about the song? Set it up. You don't have to, but just asking. Oh yeah. Well, that was a song that I wrote. Um, I, I would say so. It was on our first album that came out in 2017. Um, I wrote that song in 2016 and I was very much inspired by, if you pull up uh, the poem Power by uh, Adrian Rich, it's very much inspired by that poem. So yeah, just a little bit of backstory about that song. Yeah, thanks. And now I'm looking forward to reading that poem as well. So we'll again link out to that. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Lucia. That's that's all that's all we got. Um, but thanks thanks for coming on. This was a great combo. Yeah, this is awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.